1: Welcome back to the O Show podcast with Jack and Declan O'Hara, presented by FantasyJocks.com. Episode 14: The Big League Approach. With special guest on today's show will be former Major League outfielder Jason Michaels. Great for the pitch hitter, Jason Michaels. Michael's played for the Philadelphia Phillies, Cleveland Indians, Pittsburgh Pirates, and Houston Astros during his 10-year career in the big leagues, uh, with a career average of. Two sixty-three hit 59 home runs with 299 runs batted in. We'll talk about the infamous bug game 11 years ago. For you hardcore Yankee fans, you know what I'm talking about. It's the Yankees and Indians game when uh, Jabba Chamberlain got absolutely swarmed by those Ohio Nats in Game 2 of that 2007 ALDS. We'll also talk about him playing alongside 2018 Hall of Fame inductee Jim Tome, as well as his own hitting company called Big League Approach. But that'll be later on in today's segment. For now let's talk some baseball. Dodgers baseball to be exact.
0: <laughs>
1: Dodgers coming into tonight's ball game against the Cincinnati Reds at 78-66. and 66. They have a one and a half game or the, excuse me, they're behind one-and-a-half games behind the Colorado Rockies and the NL West, a division that was the Arizona Diamondbacks for most of the 2018 season. Diamondbacks not looking too good at the moment. They are currently three-and-a-half games behind the Rockies and the Dodgers, three games behind the second wild card team for that NL wildcard race. Uh, for a team that's been... In it all year has been in first basically all year. It's really going to sting if they don't find themselves in the pennant race come October. Uh, Torrey Lavello has really done an exceptional job this year after losing J.D. Martinez to the Red Sox and dealing with a sub-200 hitting Paul Goldschmidt for most of the first half of the season. Steven Souza Jr., the guy who was supposed to replace J.D. Martinez, has been on the DL multiple times, hasn't really lived up to his potential. So D-backs manager Torrey Lovello mixing and matching with some of his role players. Daniel Descalzo has been tremendous for the Arizona Diamondbacks all season long, has been flat out amazing, always coming up. Big when it matters the most. He's had multiple big hits against the Dodgers this season, both in Phoenix and Los Angeles at Chase Field and Dodger Stadium at Chavez Ravine. Uh, here's a name you won't hear that often, but Christian Walker, mostly used as a pinch hitter in late innings for Arizona, has been exceptional every time I see him play. Now, it's not often he was down in AAA for most of the season, but I remember him hitting a few big homers last season and a tank all the way up into, I believe they call it the TJI Friday's deck, the first row deck in left field back in May off uh, Clayton Kershaw this year. Uh, I've worked in ticket sales for the Diamondbacks for parts of this season, and I've seen Christian Walker come through time in and time again. So, uh Hats off to him and hats off to Torrey Lavello, who won NL Manager of the Year in 2017, will certainly be in the race again this year. However, one thing that Torrey Lavello probably could take back this season is earlier this year when he got into that uh, confrontation with Cardinals catcher Yadier Molina, Um, he had a few choice words for the Cardinals franchise player.
0: I wish I could take back what I said. But uh, it really wasn't really directed at him, um, and <clears throat> it was more a term of me saying I respect him on that level that he's getting special things because he's that good. He called me a m- twice.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, those two stories don't exactly match up. In fact, they don't match up at all. It's like they weren't even responding to the same question. Tori Lavello, quote unquote, called Yadiar Molina a motherfucker twice. Troy Lavello, the manager of the Arizona Diamondbacks and an experienced MLB player one day, calls one of the best catchers in the game and one of the most respected players in the game, if I might add, a motherfucker. Twice. Pardon my French, but that's what happened.
0: It's, it's still a, fair, it's a blur to me, to tell you the truth. Um, but as I'm, as I'm watching some of the replays, I'm, it's coming back to me. And-
1: it's coming back to you? What the hell does that mean? Now, I know I'm like an entire season late on this topic. It happened way back in April, but does Tory Lovello really expect anybody to believe that he had no idea what he was saying during that uh, confrontation with Yadier Molina? I guess he was trying to spin it off as a respectful gesture towards Molina, saying that out of respect, he was getting calls that the Diamondbacks weren't getting from the home plate umpire that day. Um, Ridiculous. That's just ridiculous to me, but hey, what do I know? Uh, I still think Tory is a great manager, don't get me wrong, I just feel like that was a weak moment for him, that's all. Uh, moving on, I know I said we were going to talk about the Dodgers, I just thought I'd share that given that I've watched Toy Lovello thrive so much during his young tenure with the Diamondbacks that he isn't perfect. You know who's perfect, however? The Cincinnati Reds against the Los Angeles Dodgers this season. 5-0 and against the Dodgers. They swept them at Chavez Ravine over the summer in a four-game series and recently won the opener of a series that's taking place this week at Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, does somebody want to tell the Dodgers they're in last place? Last place in the NL Central. These are games you have to win if you're Los Angeles, period. They're too good of a ball club to lose to a mediocre team like the Cincinnati Reds. And as bad as the National League is, this year there's teams like the Cubs and the Braves and even the Phillies that will destroy you come October, I promise you. Those two NL wildcard spots are going to be very tough to win. Many teams still in the race, so it's crucial that the Dodgers come away with the division if they want to play in October. And the same could be said for the Colorado Rockies and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, That being said, it's time to welcome on my guest for today's show. He played college ball at the University of Miami. He's played for the Houston Astros, Philadelphia Phillies, Cleveland Indians, and Pittsburgh Pirates. He's got his own company called... Big League Approach, and he's my guest at this time. Please welcome former Big League outfielder, Jason Michaels. Hello. Jason Michaels, this is uh, Jack O'Hara. How are you doing today? Hey, Jack. How are you doing? Pretty good. Thanks for responding to my email and coming on the show. I know. Uh, I'm just going to ask you a few, uh, few quick questions, get you in and out of here pretty fast, just going like from where you started to um, where you are today. So my first question is... You started, or you were a big league player, but first you started out playing college ball at the University of Miami. Uh, just describe for me how your career was there, especially since you had like uh, teammates there such as like Pat Burrell and uh, Aubrey Huff.
0: Yeah, I actually, uh, out of high school, I went to uh, junior college first. I wasn't getting really recruited out of high school, and uh, so I was getting a lot of D2, D3 schools some junior college interest and uh went to a showcase in orlando florida end up um you know getting recruited by this college called okaloosa walton junior college which is now called northwest florida state college and um i end up i decided to end up going there great facilities great coaching staff um it's just uh, they it, it really opened up a lot of doors for me. I really got a chance to play, I got a chance to grow uh, as a player. And really, I could have got, really went anywhere I wanted to uh, coming out of junior college. And it came down to Miami and LSU. Um, and up uh, choosing Miami, I one to stay and stayed, always followed the Hurricanes, you know, growing up. Um, and ended up going to Miami and uh, ended up getting stronger, getting better, uh, having a pretty good career, two years there at Miami. I don't know what exactly. I think had pretty high batting average, right around 400 total. And then uh, I think what 34 home runs. I'm not sure how many RBIs, but uh, I've got a chance to play with uh, the number one overall pick that, are in my senior year 1998, which was Pat Burrell. And then Aubrey Huff was also in the lineup, so we hit three, four, five. With me hitting three, Burrell hitting four, Aubrey hitting fifth. And it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. We had a great team in uh, getting to get a chance to go to the College World Series twice and experience that, which is just amazing. And so uh, yeah Miami really propelled me to the next uh, next step and, and fortunately getting drafted by the Phillies and, and playing with them.
1: Yeah, that sounds awesome. Uh, my next question would be, during your college years you were actually drafted by the Devil Rays in 96 Cardinals in 97. you turned both those. Offers down. I've had a few buddies playing in college who've been drafted for like mainly in the higher rounds as opposed to the low rounds. Some of them say that it kind of stung that they couldn't go. Others say it was an easy decision not to take the uh, contract. What what were what was your mindset after turning down these two offers?
0: So I was actually drafted out the high school as well too. So I've been drafted four of the possible five times that I could get drafted. Uh, The first one out of high school in the 49th round by the Padres. And exactly, I mean, they don't even have that round anymore now, but um, I thought it gave me confidence, you know, end up going to junior college playing there. um, And then get drafted after my sophomore year by the Devil Rays at the time. 44th round. They didn't even offer me a contract. (laughs) So it was almost just a, a phone call and that was it. Hey, you know, we, we, we drafted him and that was it. And then um, actually, my best year statistically in college was my junior year at Miami. Um, you know, played right field and just had, had a great year. And the Cardinals drafted me in the 15th round. But the price range that they were asking, I was like, no. And they were saying, take it or leave it. And I'm going to look. I'm getting a bigger scholarship. You know, fortunate enough to get a bigger scholarship than what they were offering me for Miami. And I thought that was, it, it was, it was disheartening because I thought I had a really good year and I was ready to take that next step. But then again, you know, I just, maybe it just wasn't that time. Maybe I wasn't mentally mature enough, physically mature. I was fine, but maybe it wasn't mentally mature enough, but I got a chance to go back to college, and, you know, get my fourth year in. And, um, you know, I was fortunate to get drafted in the fourth round by the Phillies in my senior year. And, um, you know, mindset I think that I needed all four years of college in order to be mentally mature enough to take that next step to play pro ball
1: yeah definitely for sure um so I did a little research your grandfather if I'm not mistaken John Michaels played for the Red Sox back in the 30s um well,
0: that's, I don't know what, what's going on there I've seen that too it was actually my dad's dad. He was a pitcher. He's like six five two sixty, and he was a pitcher. But he, I think he played. He got to class B at that time. Okay. Uh, never, never made it. Never got a chance to make it up to the big leagues. But um, that was pretty neat. I really didn't get He died when I was really young, so I really didn't get a chance to meet.
1: Okay. Well, that concludes to my next question. How much was your family and influence on you growing up in baseball?
0: especially my dad my dad was my coach until i was 13 um he played my dad played baseball and football growing up and then went to uh, college on a football scholarship for quarterback and he you know he he introduced me to football and i was i was good at football as athletic i could catch the ball but i just wasn't big enough and um you know, playing baseball, I got I got plenty of support. You know, luckily I got plenty of support from my family. My sister was a was an all state softball player. <laughs> Played softball at University of South Florida. Um, and so I had a lot of support. I, I really did.
1: What team did you grow up rooting for?
0: Baseball wise, uh, it was tough. You know, the only thing that was on TV was the Cubs. And, Two teams that I really saw, probably the Cubs, just because I saw them a lot. I mean, I like, I love Sean Dunstan and uh, Andre Dawson. Um, you know, so probably the probably the Cubs. But I really didn't have a favorite. I, I just, I, I liked, I liked all sports in general. Just rooted for, you know, whoever was on TV.
1: Right. Well, that was baseball wise. What about football wise? You felt the same way?
0: Oh, uh, big time Buccaneer fan. All right. I was fortunate that Dad, dad was, was lucky I was lucky enough that Dad had season tickets ever since they started in 76, and uh, get a chance to go to some of those games, even though they weren't that good. Right. But it was just, it, I, I didn't care. You no, know, it was fun to go there, cheer, and root them, root them on. All
1: right, so Jim Tomei was inducted into the 2018 Hall of Fame this year. You were actually a teammate of his between 03 and 05 with the Phillies. Right. Describe to me how he was as a teammate and how he uh, went about his business.
0: Oh, I can't say enough, enough good things about Jim. Told me just the, the the type of person he is. Obviously, the player that we all see, but you know, I get to see what a lot of fans don't get to see us. But you know, in the locker room or in the dugout, um, you know, going together in that fight out there on that field, you know. Playing, but uh, just a tremendous, tremendous person. Uh, very nice. He, he, he treated everybody with uh, equal amount of respect. It didn't matter if, if you were a Hall of Fame player or you were a bench player, you know, or even a minor league guy. He was just—he was that—he was just that nice of a of a guy and that respectful. Um, you know, it was great. My locker was two two away from him, so it was a. Uh, it was it was. It was great to play with him and the, and the type of player and person that he was. It was, um, it was a highlight of my life for sure.
1: Now moving on to another player who's actually set to retire after the year, Chase Utley. I don't know how long you were teammates with him, but you describe how he was as a teammate now that he's set to retire after the season?
0: Uh, so we were teammates three of my four years in Philly. And, um, I mean, again, an old school player. And when I say old school player, just went out there, got hard, didn't complain, uh, kept his mouth shut, you know, talked to the veterans when, when spoken to, you know, and really tried to learn the game uh, being a younger guy. And he was, you can't ask for any more hustle than Chase Sutley or to go out there and play, whether he's hurt or not. He's, he's playing. He's not going to tell you he's hurt. He's just going go out there and play. I mean, and, you know, he's a great friend as well. Um, just, a, again, another tremendous player. And what a what a great career that he had.
1: Um, so, I go to school out in Arizona. I'm actually from New Jersey, so big-time Yankee fan. One of my all-time favorite games that I watched was ALDS Game 2. It was Yankees-Indians. When Jabba Chamberlain was getting swarmed by all those gnats. it was just like... <laughs> Consider the bug game. I know you were on that team. Yeah. Um. What was it like being in that type of atmosphere?
0: Well, I tell you what, we had we had our Cy Young going with um, Fausto Carmona, or you know, I guess it's called Roberto Hernandez now. Yeah. But, um, he had a great year. I mean, just a great year. And for some reason, those bugs didn't really affect him as much as it did Java. And you know, Java was having a terrific year as well and that really helped us out because I think it's your job off his game. Uh, he wasn't able to execute the pitches like he wanted to. Um, it just, I mean, that, that really, really helped us. That really did.
1: All right, so you've played for the Phillies, Indians, Pirates, and Astros in your career. Out of yeah. all the teams that you've played for, which is your favorite?
0: Uh, I mean, my... my you know, my favorites all going to be my with my first was that that's the Phillies. You know, came coming up through the organizations. and um, uh, you know really knowing the whole system and then playing in Philly, having all my first, you know, first hit, first home run, all the all the first uh, with Philly. They're the ones that gave me the chance, and uh, you know, Philly was probably it was my favorite for sure. You know, and then the Indians got a chance to go to. Um, we were one game away from the World Series that right. year in 07. Um, and they got a chance to play um, uh, for the Pirates. Great, I mean, and, and the Astros. So I mean, I got a chance to really play with a lot of guys in you know, great organizations. Uh, I was going through kind of the transition phase there with uh, with Houston. Um, there in my last year with you know look at, uh, 2009, 10, and 11. And then that's, I think, 2011 is when we drafted Correa uh, first overall. So uh, just another – it was just a great organizations. Uh, can't say enough good things about them.
1: All right, so Phillies' favorite team. You talked about already Jim Tomei, Chase Utley, you teamed with Pat Burrell and Aubrey Huff. Who was your favorite teammate of all time during your 10-year career? Teammates in college,
0: um, he told me we got drafted the same day. You know, um, and spent you know all four of my big league seasons with him. Our first big league seasons in Philly with him. Um, you know, that he's just we, we you know learned a lot from him. I think he learned from me as well. And, um, you know, he was just he was just a great teammate.
1: So out of the. Of course, Phillies, Pirates, Astros, Indians, great teammates, great career. What was your best career moment?
0: Best career moment was probably uh, my walk-off home run that I hit against the Cardinals when I was playing with the Pirates. And uh, I think now it's the ninth, um, I don't know, all-time, best moments in Pirates history is I think it's ninth because uh, that game we were losing 10 to 4 and I ended up coming in I think the eighth inning you know just the way things worked out uh, and uh, you know hitting a walk off there um, there in extra innings and that was that was very exciting you know playing in the postseason was also very exciting as well but um, you know other than other than my first my first hit my first home run you know, the walk-off home run is definitely my my best. You know, and then getting a chance to play in the uh, you know in the playoffs was uh, that was a lot of fun.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so after your playing career, you actually signed a minor league uh, contract with the Nationals, if I'm correct. Yeah. And then you.
0: Yeah, so I um, well I, I, I went to I went to spring training with the Nationals right after in 2012 after the Astros. And I, I was, didn't make the didn't make the team, so I decided to go to AAA with the Nationals. Was down there for a little bit, and I just I didn't have it in my heart anymore. And you know, I ended up talking with you know the front office people, and they really liked me being around. And they said, "Hey, well, would you like to coach?" I said, ah, "All right." So I started to coach up there at the AAA. Um, and then they invite that That's so when they signed me that next can, season to be a mentor rover in the minor leagues for the Nationals, and uh, which I really, really enjoyed. And what that really is, is that I was around the young guys a lot, mostly the rookie ball guys. And, you know, to talk with these guys and get with them about their health play, about base running, you know, just the different approaches about about hitting. Um, you know, there, there's so many different things that we need to use our mind for as baseball players. Uh, the the approach the mental the mental game the mental side of baseball is, is ever so important and I think I really was able to get through to a lot of those guys now I see them some of those guys are up in the big leagues now um, and it was it, it, I really enjoyed that but uh, and that's what led me to to open up my own business here in Tampa called the Big League Approach and that's what I do uh, is to really mentor younger players. Um, you know, talk about approaches. I mean, not only the physical swing, you know, really teach the physical swing, but also the fielding, base running. Uh, there's, there's so much involved in baseball and the, and the mental side that nobody's teaching. I'm able to teach these younger players.
1: Okay, so when you say, like, obviously the mental part of the game is huge. When you say that, is it may, basically, um, like, just like the mental aspects of the game, like not making mental errors, or like actually, like what's going inside their brains.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, and when you get to the minor leagues, and I remember when I was a coach there with the with the Nationals, I'm sitting on the bench, and I'm looking around at these guys, and I'm watching the game, and I'm like, guys, you're not going to face any better arms in the big leagues. I mean, here they are, 17 to 20 year old guys. You know, they just started playing professional ball. Said, there's really not much difference other than a little bit of physical maturity and then what's on your what's in your head you know what I mean because you have talent everywhere everywhere so what's going to separate is what it's you know on top of your shoulders and that's what uh, it's it's you know me and I play, I said I played 10 years in the big leagues but one of my 10 years I was a I was a starter but so I was always mostly a, you know a fourth outfielder pinch hitter so if anybody knew the importance of the, of the mental preparation the mental approach that is it I mean that was me it's me um, so that's what I try to, to help with these younger guys I said you know you guys have you know so you have some talent be able to put it together and really start understanding the game you know there's so much information on that field whether you're on defense or your base ring or, or you're hitting, it can can make it a little bit easier because
1: it's hard bro, it's really hard to hit it really is so here's my last question you talked a little bit about uh your new hitting company the big league approach so is it basically for like i want to say like kids and like club teams and stuff and then you go up to kids who are getting scouted for
0: college Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm able to really to help everybody. I mean, my clientele is any ranges from four years old to 41. (laughs) So, uh, I have a a wide range of clientele, mostly probably, uh, 10, you know, 10 years old to probably 18 is probably the target range, but I'm able to, to explain to them and and teach them how to, you, how to have an approach how to use the approach you know how it can help you with you know there's so there's so many negative results in baseball and um, you know how to deal with the failures in baseball or which i call negative results i don't like to call them failures <laughs> and you know how to you know how to how to get an edge in this game i mean uh, how to play with confidence I mean, there's just there's so much to it and I've really been thinking about writing stuff down and really being clear with with some of these guys because there's so many there's so many ways so many different ways of, of approaching hitting or defense or base running or, or even just at the, you know the mental preparation for the next day um, I mean there, there, there's so many things that uh, that can help uh, make it a little bit easier for you even though it's, it's really hard to hit. <laughs>
1: All right. That was my last question. Jason, thanks for coming on. Thanks for responding to my email. Got it. it a really really fun conversation.
0: No problem, Jack. Good luck with everything.
1: Yeah, you too. Keep working hard. So That was Jason Michaels. Uh, He talked about Pat Burrell, longtime Phillies great, being his favorite teammate during his 10-year tenure as a big league outfielder. He also talked about what a great teammate Jim Tomei was, the 2018 Hall of Fame inductee. He said he was just two lockers down from him in the clubhouse during their years together in Philadelphia said that the Phillies were his favorite team during his career. That's who he was brought up by, drafted in 1998. Uh, And he also talked about Chase Utley and how he was the prototypical old-school player back in the day. You could obviously see that when he slid into Ruben Tejada, broke his leg during that division series back in 2015. Um, My favorite part of that is when we were talking about the 2007 ALDS game with Chamberlain and the Nats, and he mentioned... Fausto Carmona, or Roberto Hernandez, whatever his name is. For those of you who don't know, Fausto Carmona was a pitcher on the Indians about a decade ago, 10 years ago, maybe 9, maybe 8 years ago, who was basically lights out during his young 20s, or so we thought. Carmona would later on be revealed to be Roberto Hernandez. That was his real name. He was actually a few years uh, older than what he actually said. Hernandez used the name Fausto Carmona, to obtain a visa to pitch in the U.S. So he was actually three years older than he actually said. He was 27 as opposed to 24 when he came into the majors. He he would actually be suspended later on for identity fraud by Major League Baseball. I believe it was Bud League back then, back in 2012. Uh, anyway... That was that. That'll conclude this latest edition of the Osho Podcast, episode 14, a Big League Approach with Jason Michaels. The Osho Podcast is presented by FantasyJocks.com. Get your fantasy gear in time for the season. I know it's week two already. There's still time. All categories include belts, championships, trophies, rings, you name it. Be a champion today. Hit it, Darius.